Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello. Yesterday, riots broke out in Dublin after three children and a woman were stabbed. Now, I want to talk about the context of these riots, the role of the far right in them, the kind of general context. And I'm really delighted to be joined by Unamil Lali, who is a brilliant journalist over in Ireland. Many of you may have heard of her and her brilliant work. Una, it's great to see you. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Tired. Depressed. I can imagine. I can imagine. Can you just give us a quick sense of what basically happened yesterday? So yesterday would have been an extraordinary day in Dublin if um, what happened in the nighttime never even occurred. There was a really outrageous, um, very live security incident um, on Parnell Square, which is just at the top of O'Connell Street uh, in the city centre in Dublin, outside a school where um, three children and an adult were attacked. Um, They were stabbed, uh, the alleged perpetrator was tackled uh, by a man who happened to be a, a delivery driver from Brazil. Um, and this was just extraordinary. It was one of those things that that kind of just comes completely out of the blue. Nobody really knows what's going on. And of course, everybody's immediate thoughts were with with the, the victims and their families and how this could kind of happen and, and what were the reasons behind it, which we still don't know. Um, what happened after that was... Um, some kind of immediate or, you know, near enough immediate um, anger, obviously, very locally in the area. I mean, literally um, in the immediate area. And some of this very clearly was colored by uh, racism and xenophobia um, with people making um, kind of speculating on the nationality of the perpetrator. Now, What's complex to kind of dig into is that there has been a context in Ireland uh, and in Dublin and and actually all around the country uh, with regards to uh, racism, growing uh, far right and fascistic uh, protests and violence and aggression. This has been bubbling under the surface for a good few years now. And what we're seeing, and I think loads of people in in various places around the world will understand this, that when crimes are permitted by people who speculate about where somebody is from, uh, you immediately get a kind of xenophobic or racist response to that violence, which is very opportunistic, um, very diversionary, and often has nothing about the actual victims of of the violence uh, in kind of in a place of care at its core. And things seemed to die down for a while and then things started kicking off. I mean, in in terms of the far right, because obviously a lot of people have seen these scenes and been pretty shocked and, you know, Ireland doesn't have the same mass far right party, for example, that a lot of European countries have. So this, I think a lot of people, this just wasn't on their radar as a thing. So can you just explain what the Irish far right scene is basically at the moment and who it's attracting support for from who who are the sorts of people 
who were rioting on the streets of Dublin. So while we don't necessarily have a mainstream political movement, although, of course, there are plenty of politicians who say uh, inflammatory um, things, what we do have is a disparate uh, but often quite organised collection of groups and individuals who have been protesting, organising and agitating uh, in local communities and then as the pandemic became a catalyst for a lot of uh, conspiracy-based protest and disinformation in wider uh, protests as well. Really, I think we can go back to late 2018 on this when um, people who monitor this stuff began to see disinfo leaflet drops, basically, about um, refugee accommodation in rural Ireland. And when the war in Ukraine broke out, um, and obviously there was a refugee crisis in, in Ireland, as there has been all over Europe, uh, that began to kind of gather steam about all of these cliches and talking points that we understand from um, far right and racist factions around unvetted military age migrants and this kind of stuff. These um, began to gather steam in local uh, protests in various communities, quite specifically in Dublin, where there was massive kind of discontent among small groups of people in, in communities in and around uh, where where uh, asylum seekers and refugees might be housed. And those protests quite quickly uh, became very aggressive and they also became characterized by xenophobia and racism. And then you have the online layer of it where agitators who are uh, using um, community unrest, resentment or discontent to really, really stoke this kind of stuff. And we've seen uh, some quite large far right um, and quite racist protests take place in Dublin city centre. Uh, which I've been uh, attending and, and observing and reporting on and where the atmosphere has been really dark. And this kind of context is what's providing for this reaction, this kind of piggybacking um, on any kind of xenophobic opening to instigate violence against the Gardaí and to articulate racist points of view. And in addition to that, um, we have a capital city that is really struggling in terms of its social cohesion uh, and in terms of um, pockets of incidents that could be characterized as a feeling of a kind of lack of safety and edginess. I think a lot of cities suffered under the pandemic. Dublin was already quite vulnerable in terms of our housing crisis, in particular, lack of services and all that kind of stuff and a feeling just of things not being very pleasant so what you also saw last night was a lot of kind of opportunistic, um, kind of nihilistic violence, um, looting, things just being like smashed up um, by people who, you know, don't really, really kind of uh, care about the authority of the Gardaí and, you know, are kind of engaging in this as like recreational violence is such a ridiculous term, but there is a kind of let's kick off vibe. Uh, so it's a confluence of those kind of things. Um, and these are two contexts, the rise of the far right and the capacity and potential for violence and the really kind of fundamental issues in, in Dublin's cohesion and the capacity for kind of madness to occur that have just not been addressed. What's the role of the media in all this in Ireland? 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The role of the media? Yeah. I mean, so in, in Britain, people, I mean, we would we would point to the inflammatory rhetoric of the media towards migrants and refugees. But if I'm honest, the British press is is something which is relatively unique compared to other Western nations, just in terms of how aggressively partisan and reactionary it is, particularly on those sorts of issues. So I'm wondering, is there is is there any anything comparable, and what's their approach in terms of the far right movement in terms of how they cover it? Right. So I don't think it's comparable in in many ways. Obviously, um, the British media and press are much more partisan and and quite extreme in cases. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there has been some kind of sense of minimizing uh, the threat by some commentators. There has been um, an ignorance, I think, to a repetition of talking points around communities being left behind or where are we going to house all these people kind of stuff um, on on radio uh, talk shows and certainly among some columnists as well. There's also been a lot of ignorance and opportunism amongst some politicians who are attending kind of local meetings around, around the country and repeating these kind of talking points, um, you know, for political capital. There are some fringe, um, quite right wing, uh, cynical uh, media outlets, one, one in particular that um repeats this this kind of stuff but tries to frame it in a quasi acceptable way although that's incredibly transparent we all know what that looks like feels like and sounds like but i think it's digital disinformation and organizing um that is the core information driver in this in terms of all of these things that we we kind of understand around the world right wing grifters um you know, racist people streaming stuff, very antagonistic, um, t- disinformation, taking our country back, uh, get them out type stuff by uh, online um, influencers effectively in in the kind of ecosystem of the, of the far right that has been uh, kind of coalescing. Um, and this has also been, in my opinion, kind of minimized by Garda, police leadership and strategy as well we have a police commissioner drew harris who in may 
said that the far right wasn't growing and that the kind of softly, softly containment tactics of the police around protests were the way forward. They weren't going to follow the playwright or the far right playbook. This was a little bit unnerving, I think, to a lot of people who are monitoring this ecosystem because the idea that this wasn't growing either in passion of sentiment or numbers didn't really seem to reflect reality. In the aftermath of this, the commissioner is out saying, you know, this is a, a lunatic hooligan fringe driven by disinformation on social media and far right ideology who kind of kicked this off last night. Um, that's a a proper admission along with the other kind of opportunistic stuff that weighs in on top of that. But yeah, the media, there has been some go- really good reporting. There's also just been a lack of engagement. I think there's a lot of Irish exceptionalism. I think there is a lot of unaddressed racism and xenophobia in Ireland that people just either want to ignore or not look at or not admit. And we're kind of seeing what that looks like when we really don't look at ourselves and look around at what's happening and just hope that this kind of stuff goes away. You know, it doesn't go away. Mm. There has to be a strategy to address it. And just very finally on that, this must be quite a shock for for those who perhaps were naive or weren't appreciating the scale of the threat. So what what next do you think, you know, is there a sense of what response will come, particularly from progressive forces to deal with 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 this, a, an example of, of of that far right extremism within our society, which has been unaddressed. I mean, it's a good question. There was like a lot of people arrested last night um, for things like criminal damage and and stuff like that. Um, I would like to think that there would be a intelligent political response that moves beyond just characterizations of thuggery. Uh, we actually need something much broader and deeper in order to address this. And we need a policing response where people actually feel safe in the city, which sometimes people don't. It is a city, you know, mad things happen, but this is quite different. Mm. Um, I'm not, I don't know what happens next. I mean, I think last night was extraordinary. I think lots of people who have been writing about this stuff um, are shocked, but not surprised I think a lot of people in the city are very depressed at things kind of falling apart. But we need to get real, you know. Um, We need to stop being so exceptionalist about it. We need to stop dog whistling amongst mainstream politicians with regards to how much room Ireland has. Mm. Um, Our, uh, you know, housing crisis amongst asylum seekers and refugees is underpinned by a horrific housing crisis that is causing a huge amount of mental stress for a lot of people. So this is a really complex issue, but you know, this idea that people in Ireland are somehow magic and sound and, you know, will never kind of gravitate towards this kind of politics is, you know, it's an absolute myth um, and, and something needs to be done now. I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen next. Brilliant stuff, you know, unsettling, but really, really, um, fascinating and thorough exposition of exactly what's happening. Really, really appreciate you joining us. So please like and scrum. Do share this video. But thank you so much to Una. That was brilliant. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.